Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. The Power of a Girl by Dorothy Aitken. I just can't understand what's gotten into Kitty, Mike said to Dr. David when the owner came out to look at the horses one evening. She's always seemed to be very fond of me, and we've always had fun working with the horses together. Why? What's happened? Dr. David leaned on the corral gate and looked earnestly at this young man he had hired to care for his horses. Kitty is the one who insisted that I hire you. I know. Mike took out a cigarette and lit it. After a few puffs, he went on. Lately, she comes for a while, and we curry the horses, and she braids their manes and tails. Then, suddenly, just like that, Mike snapped his fingers, she begins to cry and runs into the house. I can't figure out what I do that makes her act that way. I'll look into it, promised Dr. David as he started toward the house. If I can find out, I'll let you know. Several days later, as his daughter sat doing her homework after supper, Dr. David asked her about her strange behavior. What makes you act that way around Mike? What do you mean, Father? Kitty looked up from her history book. He says that you work along with him for a while, and then suddenly you begin to cry and run into the house. You've got Mike mighty worried, Kit. Kitty lowered her head. I don't want Mike to die, she whispered. Well, what makes you think he's going to do that? Dr. David asked. Kitty remained silent for a long time. Come now, Kitty, tell me. Mike wants to know. Mike smokes! Kitty stated the fact almost angrily, and if he smokes, he's going to die of lung cancer. Kitty's eyes were brimming when she turned her face to her father. You saw those awful pictures about lung cancer. Well, yes, and Mike smokes a lot. And you know, father, that he's the best person with horses. That's why we hired him. He's so kind and gentle. He talks to the horses and treats them as if they were human. We could never find anyone like Mike to take his place. Well, he's not going to die right away, father said. But why do you suddenly start your crying right in front of him? Can't you wait till you get into the privacy of your own room? I know, father, but it happens every day. First we clean the stalls, then we give the horses their oats and curry them. And when that's done, there's a little break, and the first thing Mike does every day is take out a cigarette. I can just see him lying there in his coffin, white and cold. Now look, Kit. There's nothing that will do Mike more good than for you to tell him yourself why you cry and run off every afternoon. Come, let's go out to Mike's room. Kitty wasn't sure she wanted to go, but there wasn't much she could do about it, for father was propelling her along with him. Mike, I've solved your puzzle, Dr. David announced when Mike opened the door. Mike looked a bit surprised at his visitors and frantically began to pick up odds and ends lying around the room. Kitty is going to tell you about it herself, announced father as Kitty hung her head. All right, why do you cry every afternoon when we're finished with the horses? Mike sat down beside Kitty and nervously reached for a cigarette. Don't do that! Kitty began to cry. Big, bellowing sobs went into the pillows on the sofa as she tried to bury her head. You're going to die, Mike! You're going to die! Whatever is she talking about? Mike looked at Father with puzzled eyes. We saw a film a few weeks ago, Father explained. It was about lung cancer, and she can't forget it. Well, Mike wasn't getting the point at all. Kitty heard the commentator say that every year 20,000 cigarette smokers die of lung cancer. Don't you see? Kitty is afraid that you are going to get lung cancer and die. Then who would take care of the horses? Hmm, never thought of that. Mike put out his cigarette and bent over Kitty. 
Look, Kit, if I promise to see that film, will you stop crying? Kitty nodded. And will you promise not to smoke any more? I'll try, Mike said. At least I won't smoke in her presence, he thought. He went to see the film and came home convinced. Kitty never saw him smoke again. Then Mike began to inquire into Kitty's faith. Why did she go to church on Saturday? Why did all the horses have to be groomed and finished before sunset on Friday night? There were many whys that Mike had to find out about. Kitty told him all that she knew. One day, Mike received a letter from the president, and like so many other men, he had to join the war in Vietnam. Kitty and her parents saw him off. Be sure to keep the Sabbath, cried Kitty when the bus was about to pull out, and never smoke any more. Mike's duty in Vietnam was tough. How many times he escaped death he never knew, but the times he did know about were terrifying. Finally, it came his turn for rest and recuperation, and he chose to go to Bangkok. As soon as he landed in Bangkok, he asked about the Adventist hospital. Somehow, he had never felt right all this time. No one seemed to care whether he lived or died, and he remembered Kitty often and her concern for his health. Maybe some other Adventists would be as interested. Mike was welcomed with open arms into the Adventist community in Bangkok. They fed him, they prayed with him, the pastor studied with him, and before Mike returned home, he was baptized. And all that started with a little girl who cared. The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.